Hello and welcome back to the Vistamar Podcast Season 5. I'm Jennifer. What's up? I'm Mr. Dawson. I'm Sophia. Today we have some very special guests joining us today. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Mandy. Hi, I'm Yolin. And hi, I'm Dr. Barton. I'm the Director of Equity and Inclusion and maybe your humanities teacher. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Dropping okay. news on us today. <laughs> okay, cool. So how have you guys been practicing social distancing? Um, well, I have to follow what my family does. And so mainly that involves not going out at all. Um, I don't even go in my front yard. Uh, I'm, I only go in my backyard. Um, all of the food that we get delivered and we only do it like once every two weeks or so, one and a half weeks, um, my parents, like, they wipe it down and they blast it with an ultraviolet light. And I just sort of have to watch as they do it to like the bananas that I just have to sit there. <laughs> that is so interesting. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone who does that. Do you guys do that also? What are you guys doing when you order food and stuff like that? Honestly, I, I haven't been doing any of that stuff. I didn't even know you could do that stuff. Yeah. I've, just, I've just been trying to be careful and wash my hands a lot. Um, I wonder if I'm taking like not as good precautions. I think, I mean, to be quite honest, I feel like I was slow on the uptake to a lot of this. And it, it was sort of like, from my perspective, I think it, I think maybe I just had a lot of trust in the federal government's ability to handle a, a crisis of this magnitude. And so I think I was just really surprised that it, it, it got to where it got. And so I feel like, you know, Yulin, what you're talking about, I've, I'm kind of late to the party. I feel like I've only just realized, oh, I guess we have to wear masks now. Like that, that's sort of how I've been feeling. I feel two steps behind this entire crisis. Yeah, yeah, I'm still late to the whole mask game. Um, I just walked to the Walgreens the other day, picked up some stuff. Yeah, besides that, I have not really been leaving. Yeah, I've been social distancing like mandatorily because I have to quarantine in this room. So I haven't met, I haven't met any human being for a week. Good experience. Really? You haven't even seen anyone? That's interesting. No. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk more about your story in a second. What about you, Sophia? How are you been practicing social distancing? Well, my life isn't really that different. Other than going to school, I pretty much like to stay inside. So, or no, I know I go, I, I have like practices and stuff, but I'm like not constantly always outside of my house. So I'm kind of enjoying being inside, like doing online school. I, I like going to school a lot, but it, it's like not the death of me to stay inside. It's, it's pretty good because I'm I'm not like the most extroverted person, so. But it's scary at the same time as well. What about you, Jennifer? Um, I guess like I'm getting used to like not doing as much things outside. Like the day like we like stopped going to school was the day where I was like thankful that we didn't have a hard track day that day. And I was like waiting for one next week. And so like, I was like, I was in that mindset of where like I was like okay I was pumped to do like everything for like to get ready for third trimester and then like it just like stopped all of a sudden so it was like I had to get used to not having as much things happening anymore. Mm, yeah yeah it's like winding down or pulling back. Okay okay 
what's next, Jennifer, our host? <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about the new schedule that's been happening? Uh, I, I personally prefer it to um, like the Vistamar, um, like every day for classes schedule. Um, because I, I feel like there really did need to be a time in between classes to sort of like close your eyes and rub them and maybe get some fresh air and just stretch. Because like, I, I, uh, in the beginning, I'm like, nah, this is fine. I can, I don't need a passing period. I can just go pop from class to class. And then as the week went on, I'm like, no, I need time. I can't be doing uh, math and then immediately head to humanities. Like I, I need a little bit of time in between. Yeah, yeah. It seems like last time we had that schedule, it feels like forever ago, huh? But it was really, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I was tolerating the old schedule because we started it on a Tuesday, but then when we had the Monday schedule the week after, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that got to a lot of people. There, there has to be a change. What about you, Dr. Barton? Um, you teach two classes, correct? I just teach the one class. So I teach humanities 10. Um, so from my perspective, you know, like the, the way that the schedule flows, like I have kind of an administrative schedule. So I might be teaching from one to two and then like, or, or I'll be um, in a meeting from one to two and then I'll teach from like 245 to 315 or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it hasn't been as much of a transition because I only teach that one class. Um, but I, it does seem as though it's making a really big difference for my students. I mean, four times a week seemed like a pretty punishing schedule. And then to only have like five minutes in between classes, like now with, a, or whatever it was, and now like having 15 minutes and the longer lunches seems good. I also think that it's really nice for faculty, like especially faculty who are at home with their kids. Like it's really hard to create a lunch for like three hungry children in 40 minutes. Um, so I hear, like I wouldn't know, but that's yeah. what they seem to say. So it seems like a, it's working either, better for them. Yeah. I don't have kids either, but I eat like three hungry children. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How about you, Mandy? Uh, me. Um, huh. I haven't I haven't done school for a while because the time difference thing, but I feel like the new schedule is good for me because there's less class for a day. So I'll have less recordings. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. It's like less to catch up on. Yeah. Okay, okay, nice. Oh, so crazy. So Mandy, you basically sit there and you watch like a recording of all your classes back to back to back. Weird. <laughs> How are you liking that? <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Mandy. <laughs> it's like watching school rather than going to school. Yeah. Can you like skip through the I don't want to say unnecessary, but unnecessary parts of the class. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> I will do that. And just fast forward through the circle talks. <laughs> yeah. Well, circle talk is like the best part of the class. That's what I'm saying, right? Right? Circle talks? <laughs> What's next, Jennifer? Okay. So how do you guys like the new morning meeting? Well, I don't think we've had like a full morning meeting yet. Like, I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's like trailers and teasers right now for like, I think morning meeting is going to for sure launch after spring break. Unless, am I misunderstanding? Like I thought right now it's just like trailers, like with full house. Yeah. I, I do not know actually. I don't even know what's happening. 
Yeah. I, I thought I, that is a new format, but I don't know. Are, do you know Elon? I, I like, no, I actually don't know, but I like the idea that we're bringing morning meeting back because it's like 15 minutes of like regular Vistamar time because I didn't realize how much I wanted to like have morning meeting that when I got like 20 emails per minute and each email is like, guys, when should we have our next club meeting? If we have club meetings again, and it's like, oh. Mm, I like I this when it was just one dude going up and saying what time it is and what room it's in. Yeah, you take that stuff for granted, right? Being in person all the time. So I will yeah. say, chess club has been untouched. <laughs> you say chess club? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, are they gonna like do a class of it? I, I don't know how many people you can put on a Zoom. Oh, um, I actually, um, I was talking about this with Ava and um, per, uh, you can actually have your own Zoom. It's just that you're not a teacher, so you can't have up to like 40 people, but like most clubs won't surpass like 15, so you'll be fine. Interesting. I guess your club advisor would start the Zoom meeting, right? Yeah. No, I'm not well like morning meeting. Like, is it going to be a Zoom or is it going to just carry on being a video? I think it's going to be, so two things. One is I've definitely been in Zoom calls where there were like a hundred people on the line. So you can totally do a really big Zoom call. You just like won't see everybody's face. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is my understanding is that morning meeting is going to be maybe more of like a video, um, like something that's going to be filmed in advance and it's going to be like a short little clip or something. Um, and I think we're going to try to watch it at the same time. That's, you know, so that we kind of have that thing that Yellen was sort of talking about where it's sort of like we have this moment in time that we're like in community together, even though we're all so far apart. That's my understanding. I could be wrong. And I sort of thought, we should ask Mr. Blaine. I sort of thought that all those videos and the Full House stuff is just like um, morning meeting, like teasers and trailers and that it's going to shift after spring break. But yeah, maybe, maybe. And like morning readers could like pre-record their things. Exactly. In there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. What's next, Jennifer? Okay. Um, do you guys have any, this is a really dumb question, but do you have any plans for spring break? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think I'm, I'm definitely calling my friends over it. And um, we might be doing an art stream where I just draw and they tell me what to draw. Yeah. Art? Interesting. Okay. Okay. What are you, Dr. Barton? Any plans? Um, so we're going to do some, well, I'm obviously going to hang out with friends over Zoom. Um, I'm going to do some writing. I'm going to do some reading. I'm really excited about that stuff. Um, lots of exercise. That's how I've been able to like, I think, keep up my mood thus far. Um, and I think um, we're having a couple of uh, professional affinity group meetings with some faculty. So faculty of color, also like women faculty. Um, so we're going to do a couple of those happy hours. Um, and honestly, like I have a lot of nothing to do. So I told, I just told all my SAGE student leaders to email me and let me know if they want to do Zoom meetings over spring break because I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good way to pass time. And interact with people for the next year. I'm so excited for next year. Next year's mm -hmm. freshman. So excited. Really? Why do you say that? Um, Barton, am I allowed to say? What? Oh, like um, the the you were there for the new parent meeting. 
Yes. Am I allowed to say like the the projected um, like percentages for next year? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-seven percent of the student body identifies people of color, and I'm so excited. Wow, fifty-seven. Wow, wow, that's really good. Really impressive. Mm -hmm. Okay, increased diversity at Vista Bar. Nice. <laughs> In terms of me for spring break, I will be continuing to cook most of my meals, trying to cut back on Taco Bell. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's about all my plans for now. Nothing crazy. Oh, local businesses. Yeah, local businesses. Yeah, yeah. I want to make my own stuff, though. Continue doing that. Yeah, I will get to go home at some point in <laughs> spring break. So. Yeah. Can we get that. right to that? Can you share your story, Mandy? Yeah. Oh, uh, right now? Yeah. So how about you start from the moment you decided to go to China? So yeah, um, just a little background. Mandy is in China right now. Right now, we're on Southern California. And Mandy, what happened? The moment I decided to go back to China. Uh, maybe it's the time we switched to the online school. Because for me, I feel like I can do the online schooling like anywhere. So I don't really necessarily have to do it in the room in where I was, but I, I think I'm wrong <laughs> by my situation right now. But yeah, that's like the point. I feel like I can go home and still, still do school. Why not? Then I just decided to go home. And why do you think you're wrong? I, I'm, I'm curious to hear you. Because it's like uh, there will be a lot of discussions and like projects done in the class. So I kind of missed all of them. So that's probably just because of the time zone, correct? Yeah. Okay, okay. And what time is it out there right now? 5.40. 5.40 a.m. and it's 2.40 p.m. out here. So yeah, that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> yeah. How was your experience like finding your flight? Weren't there a lot of flights canceled? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was crazy. It's like all kind of most of flights are were canceled, mm -hmm. and my flight is like it was survived and was really happy about that. Cause um, on the same day, another flight got canceled, but mine's mine not. So yeah. Okay. So was your flight crowded? Were there a lot of people on there, or was it? Yeah, there were a lot of people on it. I can imagine, it's like yeah. A, yeah, a really big airplane. Whew. And what, what airplane did you go on? Didn't you go on the A380? Which is the oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah I, I think it's that one, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I took that one because of the way it's like designed. It's pretty mm -hmm. compact. Okay. And I know like... um public places like airports, of course, taking like more security measures with like people wearing masks and everything. Do you, can you like maybe talk about the differences between the US airport and the China airport? Oh, the airport is like so weird cause there's like so empty and there's, I feel like most of them are Asians cause they are like going back home, I think. And people are wearing the protection suits, which I didn't even though I have it. Cause I feel like it's like, I don't know, it's too much for me. Wait, and you have a suit? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do, I do have one. That is I can't so even cute. send you a picture. It's so, 
funny. Is it the, you know the rain <laughs> I think that you like button up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have, a, I have a goggle. The goggle and, and the mask. Yeah. yeah, I have everything, but I didn't wear them. I just wore a mask. So like normal passengers and customers at the airport wearing that or just workers were wearing that? Um, I feel like 40% of passengers wore that. Really? Where, wow. do you, yeah. where do you get wow. this? Do you like yeah. equip yourself or do you, like where did you get it? I don't know. My parents got it from their friend. I don't know how they don't get that. They know a guy. This <laughs> I don't really think is necessary for us. It's definitely necessary for like the doctors, but I don't think it's necessary for us. So I gave mine to the staff here in the hotel. Oh, that's really nice of you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, Mandy, always giving. <laughs> um, so right now you're in a hotel, correct? Yeah. And you're at a hotel far away from where you live, right? Yeah, like two hours flight. Oh, a two hour flight that flight. you need. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, can you tell us about the, so wait, explain this. When you got on the airplane from United States to China, um, did everyone on that airplane have to go to that same hotel you're in right now? No, there's like, I don't know, like 300 people on that plane. So we're going to different, we're sending to, we were sending to different hotels. But everyone needs to be in a hotel for two weeks. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. And how's that experience living in a hotel? How long has it been? Two weeks now, right? No, it's been a week. It's just been a week. It's really boring. And um, yeah, I was always trying to find some new things to do to keep myself busy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like really yeah. bored. And Did you I have bring to. Your Xbox, Mandy? Huh? Did you bring Sorry. your Xbox? No. <laughs> I wanted to buy a Switch though. Yeah, so, right. something. What do you do all day? It seems like it's, you're all by yourself. The time, like the times, aren't going to align just perfectly. So it must be hard to keep in touch with like your friends over here at Vistamar. So what do you do all day? Do you just watch TV? Um, I watched. Yeah, yeah, I did watch a lot of TV and documentaries, and um, watch my classes sometimes, and at, at like two times the speed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what do I do else? And I did some like singing and some silly dancing. And okay. yeah. Are you TikTok famous yet? Sorry? Are you famous on TikTok yet? <laughs> Not yet, but Not we'll yet. see. Uh, what about the food and stuff you're eating out there? How are you how are you getting food? Yeah. Um, oh food. Yeah, they just like they just knock my door and they put the food on the desk outside of my door mm. and they leave and I go out and get my get my food. Then that's the whole process. Do you have to pay for the food or is it free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that that sucks. Sucks. <laughs> oh, like, do I order it online through like a website no it's a really no. interesting process because um my my cousins are in quarantine because they also went back and so they they seal the all the floors like because most hotels have carpet so they put um plastic tarp over oh my gosh you gotta see this 
This it is that tarp over all the carpets. Yeah, yeah. I was so thing. shocked. I was like, "What the heck is this?" So, like a regular hotel, are people like cleaning your room, or is it all? No. Yeah, I can imagine. All you get your cleaning supplies. You get like one bottle of Clorox. One bottle. Wow, interesting, Mandy. I don't. I don't have that. You don't. Wait, you don't have to pay for the hotel, do you? It's like state provided. You don't have to. You, wait, you do not have to. I have to. You have to pay for the hotel and your own meals for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Man. I definitely thought it was because it was a, I mean, like, this is the stuff that I don't understand. Like, if the state is going to ask you to do the thing, I guess I just assumed that the state was going to pay for you to do the thing or have some sort of a deal worked out with, like, the hotel or whatever private enterprises they need to make sure that, they're, you know, folks are fed and whatnot. But it's the same thing in the U.S., like, in the U.S., we have to, like, buy our own masks, and it's just crazy to me. It's just really crazy. Like, yeah. some stuff is subsidized. Like, some stuff is subsidized. Like, the actual test kits are subsidized, and, like, all of the factories currently running are making medical supplies to send to Chinese doctors or overseas, and so you have to, you have to stimulate the economy somehow, and it's, like, really bad, but, yeah, they don't, like, they don't, pay the hotel you have to yeah it's just, it's just a crisis you know what i mean like everyone's in crisis mode and trying to figure it out really and mandy you had to take the test correct oh i did that was so awful it was really awful, awful. it was the same really as the flu test huh is it the same as the flu test like i, like I, the same I think so it's like this stick something in your nose and oh, it's just really awful it awesome. feels like this they, they touched my brain. Yeah. Really. I, so I just got the regular flu. Remember for during, I don't know if any of you were part of Soulful, but during that yeah. same week that Soulful happened, I had a, oh yeah, Jennifer. Oh my gosh. I so remember. I was so, so sick. I was so sick with just regular flu, but the only way they could test it was by sticking this thing up your nose. And Mandy is totally right. It feels like they're touching your brain and they go and they do something to it and they tested it. And then they're like, okay, you either have the flu or you don't, but it is the weirdest thing. I didn't know it was the same test for coronavirus too. How long did that take to get results, Dr. Barton? For me, it only took like 20, 30 minutes. How long did it take Mandy for the coronavirus one? Like two days. Yeah. Interesting. Probably because there's so many tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I have to do another test. I don't know. Someday. Hmm. You didn't yeah. have to test you after you get out of the hospital. I'm not the, the, the hotel. Well, so how are you going to get home home? Because if you're a two hour flight from home, wouldn't that mean that if you got on the plane, wouldn't that mean that you'd have to be quarantined again when you got home home? Yeah, that's like a problem that my parents are trying to figure out. Oh my gosh, Gosh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they would drive. You think that 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 drive like reasonable? I know two hour drive in LA is like not two hour flights. Didn't you say flights? Yeah, maybe they would drive like five hours or even. Oh man. No know. way. It's got to be more than that. Like I know going from here to Northern California is like an hour-ish flight and it's a six hour drive. So if it's a two hour flight, then it's got to be like 10 to 12 hour drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't remind her. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Take the bullet train. The bullet train is the best option. <laughs> <laughs> I need Elon Musk on those tunnels now. I know. 
Um, Dr. Barton needs to leave soon, but let's, or so, let's start on our next um, overreaching topic. So, um, still related to the virus, there's been some, um, some negative stereotypes happening towards the um, Asian and Chinese community. And I just want you guys to kind of speak on that. Like, Yulin, Dr. Barton, like, what, what are your opinions on these? Well, um, I can say that, like, uh, I, I've, I've faced microaggressions in the past, but what's happening during the coronavirus is that, like, what, like, these tiny little things start to add up more and more. And then suddenly, it's not just, like, what you expect, which is for, like, more ignorant people to like say that you have corona but like other east asians who asked you immediately upon seeing you are you chinese um i went to a a, a beauty shop because we were trying to find masks to send back to china and um immediately upon walking in um the the person at the desk was also like of East Asian descent and they asked me if I was Chinese and that I think that was like the first time I've ever lied about being born in America and I said no I was born here and then um, he like very shortly told me like oh the only place you're selling masks is if you go all the way to LA like LA LA so then we're like okay and we left. Um, Interesting do you think they asked you that because of the virus? I think so because they also they also said that in CVS because in CVS we walked in with a couple other people and it's weird having people like directly walk around you and then having a worker telling like specifically your family like me and my mom like we don't have any masks here and then um like but like not telling it to the other people, like specifically my mom and I. And I don't know if they're trying to be helpful or if this was like, if I'm like have misconstruing it in my mind, but it's, it's like really bad. Wow. But, um, my friend was telling me about how he went out the other day and he wore a mask because um, he felt like he had to. And then um, he's half Asian, half white, but like, his eyes are mainly these like Asian trait because he has freckles and he has like fairly pale skin. And then when you put on the mask, you can't see his freckles. And so he's talking about how people would like, like avoid him. Like the majority of them would avoid him because he was an Asian wearing a mask and walking his dog. Like. That is so interesting. Yeah, I told you guys the other day I walked to Walgreens and <laughs> I low-key feel like people were not caring about the social distancing at all. Like people are super close to me, but you're saying in your experience, people are trying to actively stay further away. Yeah. That's so interesting. Dr. Barton, do you have any opinions yeah, on that? Yeah, I guess I'm thinking a few things. So, you know, we had Miss Wong, uh, who's the DEI coordinator and also a math teacher here. She actually facilitated a conversation for our staff, faculty and student community um, um, like an affinity conversation for all Asian identifying folks. And so we heard a lot of these sorts of stories and, you know, they range from microaggressions of the variety that like Yelin is talking about all the way to, you know, things that are a lot more pernicious. This, the kind of stuff we're reading about in the news, about being spit upon, about being physically assaulted, having acid thrown on them, um, you know, East Asian identifying or East Asian, let's say, looking people. 
Um, so there's a lot of that just happening in this country right now. And I guess I would just say, um, you know, there's, I think one of the things that really struck me and there's a really interesting code switch podcast. I don't know if anyone's heard about that podcast, um, called code switch, but there's a really interesting podcast about frankly, the history of the way that illness and like contagion has been attached to specifically East Asian bodies, the bodies of East Asian migrants in the United States and more specifically in California. You may know that California has a long history of very specifically Chinese immigration and immigrants since the 19th century. And this is something that kind of is resurgent. It keeps popping up this discourse about foreign bodies, um, you know, xenophobia, contagion, um, pathology, like those are things that are part of the history of this country and they are resurgent um, in moments like this. So that's the first thing I would say, it's really fascinating and upsetting history. I also wanna say, you know, the moments like the one that Yelin just described, I think that's also hard too. I think sometimes people think like, well, nothing really happened. And it's like, well, for people who, um, you know, are considered racially other, moments like that will happen and they're not happening in a vacuum. And so if nothing else, there's just the moment that you're having inside your own head where you're thinking to yourself, is this about, is this about like my race? Is this about my gender? Is this about my whatever the thing may be? And so, you know, it's a well-documented researched phenomenon about like the cognitive burden of just not knowing why you are being attacked in that particular way or, 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 um, uh, you know, called out in that particular way, even if it doesn't rise to the level of sort of like um, a violent, explicit, racist um, interaction. So I think those are some of the things that I'm thinking about. Um, and I guess the last thing I would say is, you know, even the other thing really Elin was talking about, experiencing people as taking distance from you. I think the thing that's scary is, you know, you don't know that an interaction is going to end up okay until it's already over. So the whole time from the beginning through the middle, you know, you're not, you're not really sure. You just don't know how it's going to end. And it's only in hindsight when you're recounting the story to other people that the ending, the conclusion was good, as in nobody got hurt. But you don't know that in the moment. And I think that's part of what makes those, those isolated incidents so, so scary. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and that fear, it lives in your body even afterwards. You know, the, the moment is over and everything turned out fine or nothing bad happened, or maybe it wasn't even as bad as you thought, whatever rationalization may be, but the, the stress hormones, all of that, it lives in your body still. So I guess that's what I would say. Going, going off of what Barton said, it, it's really hard to like treat it in a vacuum because when it was, when, when um, Corona was like first beginning in majority China began Wuhan and um, Wuhan is the city that I'm from and like all of my extended family is from Wuhan. And so um, I had to, I had to like get texts and phone calls from my grandparents who are stuck in Wuhan. And then my grandfather who got Corona, but he was able to get to um, another part of China, Shenzhen, and he was able to get treated. And so it was really scary at that precipice of this is an unknown disease. My grandfather's almost 80. My other, my other um, family member is close to 70. Like, what's going to happen to these people that I think were going to, like, I, I knew that they were going to have to die someday, but I did not, I did not want to think that they would die from a virus, like, like hundreds of miles away across, like, the globe. And um, it, it, it's, it's hard because, like, right before corona was, like, 
the travel uh, was not the travel ban the the trade war and so like I, I felt like there was just one more thing that was to tip like America's like long-lasting xenophobia like it's 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 got to be something to tip those skills and like that specific thing I guess is going to be corona because um, when the president went up and he said China flu um, I don't think I've ever felt more personally attacked than having an entire pandemic being like placed upon the country of your country of origin because um, it, it felt personally damning because it's like saying you, your country, you as a person being from that country, you are the reason why this has happened. And it's, it's an awful feeling to like internalize. And it's, it, it, I'm glad that there's uh, opportunities like when Miss Wong had the um, open conversation and uh, this podcast right now to be able to like express what I've been going through. So yeah. Yeah, I really get, I really get related to Elaine's feeling. It's crazy. Um, I'm so sorry, everybody. I, I have to take off. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. Um, I really appreciate the conversation and um, I hope I have more opportunities to have more of these conversations. Mandy, take care and let me know if you want to have a Zoom call next week, okay? Thank you, Mr. Uh, Dr. Barton. <laughs> I'll see you all later. D did Mr. Dawson freeze? I can't tell. Maybe he's just sitting very still. I think it, it keeps like shifting. So I'm, I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Mr. Dawson if he's able to talk. And I guess um, Jennifer Chacon, if, if you need to take over. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you later. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing. I'm very sorry that you had to um, have this happen really suddenly and have people attack you like that, especially the leader of uh, this country. I can't imagine what it feels like. Um, that's essentially it for um, that topic and this podcast.